Hello and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, and today we have a special surprise. His name is Josh Earl. Why is he so such a surprise for us? Because I have been searching high and low for a copywriter slash email marketer to interview, and Josh Earl is our man. He is a copywriter, an email marketer, and a programmer. His articles have been featured in the Washington Times and Reader's Digest, as well as Smart Passive Income, Lifehacker, and SitePoint. Josh specializes in helping entrepreneurs turn their email list into a conveyor belt system that reliably produces new customers, clients, and cash every day around the clock. No babysitting required. Now that's a beautiful piece of content right there, Josh. Thank you for writing it for me. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Sure. So tell us, um, did I miss anything in that intro? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? And you may as well just kick off here with the importance of email marketing and powerful copywriting. Give us your yeah. spiel. Yeah, sure thing. So I um I got into this 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 whole uh, email marketing and, and copywriting thing kind of backwards. Um, I was actually I spent the last uh, six years or so working as a programmer, and I was doing uh, most recently doing iPhone development, which was you know a lot of fun. Um, but I self published a book about three years ago for programmers, and when I did that, I realized I had put together a small email list in the process and. When I launched the book, almost all of my sales came from the email list. And I, I opened my eyes and I realized, okay, there's really something to this email thing. And so I've been, I've been working on my skills uh, as an email marketer ever since. And uh, recently, like in the last six months, I uh, quit my job as a programmer. And I've been doing this, this email marketing thing now full time and having a blast. Wow, that's really cool. May I ask, what was the name of the book? Um, it was called uh, Sublime Productivity. And it was about a text editor, which is like a tool that programmers use. So it's very popular with web developers and, uh, and web designers. And uh-huh. it's kind of, I, I describe it as a word processor for programmers. It's got a lot of neat productivity t- features built into it that makes programming easier. And how did you start collecting that initial list of programmers? Was that, that was before you wrote your book and then when you launched, you emailed them all, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I put up a, like a coming soon page for my book. And people just kind of stumbled across it and they signed up, signed up. And you know, I didn't really realize how powerful that was as I was doing that. But, you know, it worked out really well. That's awesome. So do you spend most of So you write quite frequently on your blog and you write very compelling, interesting blog articles. Do you spend most of your day copywriting or programming? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% copywriting these days. Um, I Yeah, I do. I do publish a, a blog post every day. They're actually emails that I send to my list and then I republish them on my blog. Do you email your list every day? I do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And these aren't the programmers though. These are different people, right? Correct. Yeah. The, the, the list that I email every day is my uh, copywriting website at joshuaearl.com. And I still have the, the programmer list that I built. Um, I still have that. That's at sublimetexttips.com. 
And it's, that's actually more of a weekly newsletter format. Interesting. That's really cool. So let's just dive into some questions here. One of your blog post articles, you wrote, how to jump off the broadcast email hamster wheel. Now, broadcast email, when you say that, you're talking about like that once a week email. Hey, this is my latest blog post of the week. You want us to not do that anymore. Is that right? Well, yeah. What that email was about was really about the idea of building an autoresponder sequence. Um, I I actually have been, for me, for my uh, joshuaearl.com list, those emails are all what I, what I call broadcast emails. They're sent out live. Um, but the problem is for a lot of business owners and bloggers is you're not doing copywriting every day. Um, so you don't have, you know, you don't have the half hour to an hour to put into writing something. So the the idea of putting together an autoresponder is that you, you write it once, you spend, you know, even if, you, if it takes you a month or two months of writing every day, you put this thing together and then it just runs all, all the time. And, you, you know, everybody that comes in through your funnel gets to know you, they get to know who you are, what you're all about, and it happens on autopilot. So that's what that email is about. I see. So when you, so when people come to your blog and they like your blog posts, then they subscribe to be on your list. Then do you send them through an autoresponder series and then you start sending them your daily emails? How does that work? I have a very short autoresponder sequence. What I'm, with that list, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually writing all of my emails live and then watching how people respond to them. I track the, the number of clicks that I get and I track the, the replies that I get and the open rates. And what I'm going to do eventually is I'm going to come back through the dozens or hundreds of emails that I've written and compile the an, auto, an autoresponder sequence like I'm describing. That's so, a really good way yeah. of doing it. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. That way you're not, because that kind of takes the pressure off. It's, it's really hard to sit down and think, oh my gosh, I have to put together, you know, like 90 days worth of emails and I have no idea what to say. Well, this way you can kind of test it live and see which what stuff works and what doesn't before you commit to having it in your autoresponder for a long time. That's really, that's an excellent tip right there. Okay. So how are you, are you doing SEO on these articles? How are most people finding your website and getting on your list? So most of my traffic actually comes um, from Twitter and from doing podcasts and guest posting. Um, the, the, I don't do much with SEO on my websites because the types of articles, at least on my copywriting website, types of short articles that I write, Google really doesn't like them. Um, and I know that. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a lot of effort into a big guest post and I'll publish that on someone else's blog and send people back to my site. That's and really I've, smart. I've gotten a lot of a lot of leverage out of that. Um, I did one blog post for uh, Pat Flynn that you mentioned, Smart Passive Income, earlier. And I, I probably spent about 20 hours on that blog post because it was a really big, like, comprehensive teardown of a, of a contest that I ran that got a bunch of email signups. And uh, I have gotten, from that one blog post, I've gotten probably at this point, like 2,000 email signups. That's crazy. So it was totally worth it, obviously. Yes. 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 And how did, how did you and Pat become friends that he asked you to guest post on his blog? I badgered him. <laughs> um, like through Twitter? Yeah. yeah, actually, yes, on Twitter. It, um, so I've been, I've been a fan of his for a, a long time. And I have, I've emailed him a few times and he doesn't typically respond to a lot of emails. He's got a VA that handles a lot of that for him, a virtual assistant. So he's got some gatekeepers in place, but I had this. So the, the story was I had this crazy, I did this giveaway. This was for my sublime text mailing list that I mentioned earlier. 
I did this this giveaway and I was giving away one copy of the software that my book is about. And it went crazy viral. Um, it actually ended up, I ended up getting like 187,000 subscribers. What? Yeah. Were those legit? Those were um, legit. Yeah, most of them were. Uh, so I, yeah, so. Why? I used a, How? Tell me. Well, okay. So I used a, um, a special plugin, special WordPress plugin. And you can read about it. It's actually up on my on my blog. Uh, if you go to uh, joshuaearl.com slash kingsumo, that's the um, that's the the URL. And I have this little email course about how I did this. And there's so this Word, WordPress plugin that was put out by the folks at AppSumo. Mm-hmm. And basically, what this thing does is it's a um, it allows people to sign up for this contest that you're doing. And then when they're when they're done signing up, they get a lucky they call it a lucky url and it's basically a viral it's to get people to share it virally so when people share their lucky url their friends can can also sign up for the contest and they get more chances to win if that makes sense that does make sense yeah it encourages people to share your contest and um, sometimes it works like amazingly well i've seen some other people that had similar results to me sometimes it just completely fizzles out and goes nowhere you can't, it's like not. It's a kind you, of a luck thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't completely control it. Um, but mine, the first one I did went crazy viral and I got like, like I said, 187,000 email signups. And uh, so that was, that kind of really helped me get my, my sublime text mailing list to a size where it, you know, it's making me some nice income now. So I, anyway, I wrote up a big blog post about this whole thing and how I did it and how I picked the prize and everything. And I, I emailed Pat about it and then I started pestering him, him on Twitter and eventually he like looked at the post and he's like, oh wow, this is great. And he just published it. So congratulations. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that type of thing is, is where I like to put my effort. If I'm going to do a big blog post, I'd rather publish it on someone else's site because you know they've got a huge audience that I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. It's a smart way to do it. So Let's talk about those 187,000 emails. Were those all your target market or were they like stay-at-home moms in California that like don't know anything <laughs> about programming? Like, did they really matter? Well, th- that's the, see, that's the key. That's one of the key points when I talk about this giveaway stuff that, that I always emphasize. The prize that you pick has everything to do with who you end up getting. If I'd given away an iPad, yes, I would have gotten stay-at-home moms, you know, and it would have been a useless list. And it would have just would have cost me a lot of money. Um, but since I was giving away the software that my book was about. Okay. okay. It was very targeted. Yeah. So um, I ended up, yeah, I still have, so I have, I have, um, since that, that list would have cost me over a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Um, just in terms of mailing list fees. So I've pruned it down to people that are, are in really interested in opening my emails. And now my list is around, it's around 65,000. That's a pretty awesome place to be that you can go cut out 50,000 people because they're yeah. not opening or clicking on your yes. emails. A lot of people like freak out when I tell them that I did that because email open rates are not 100% accurate. And, but you know what? I was like, $6,000 a year or, you know, yeah, trim my, my list down. So I decided to, to ones that, you know, for sure, even want to hear from you. That's exactly. really awesome. And you just did that. Like, let's see how this is going to work on a whim type of thing. Like you hadn't done, like you hadn't read any articles about that or anything. You were just like, let's do this. And then the emails rolled in. Well, I had figured out that giveaways, I'd, I'd done two giveaways 
for, but they were, they were not, I did not have this viral component. I just, I was giving away, I was basically giving away the same prize, the, the copy of the software. Um, and I was, I was offering it to people on my mailing list, people on Twitter. But the thing that always bugged me about that was that um, when people would sign up, every person that signed up meant that everyone else had less of a chance to win. So no right. one was going to like go share this thing and really make it oh. grow. So when I found this plugin and saw how they had actually flipped that around and actually encouraged people to share it, I was like, I got to try that. And so that, yeah, so I had done, I had done two giveaways prior to that and they did okay. I mean, I think I got around a total of maybe 1500 subscribers from both of those, you know, so it's an effective, it's a very effective technique. So are you going to use that to build your copywriting email list? Cause I'm guessing like you're targeting small business owners and stuff like that with that. Is that true? Yes, which is a funny story because I just did that and utterly failed. <laughs> oh, Josh, so just, I'm sorry yeah, to just, hear that. B2B is tough. You, yes. Well, so, um, yeah. So, and this just goes to show you that, that marketers, like every, we're all, we're, it's, it's all like an experiment and you're going to fail. If you're not failing at it, you're just not trying enough things. Um, so I, I tried to do a giveaway recently for a really popular, for a, um, a new WordPress plugin that I really like. For, for growing your email list and it just it didn't have the it didn't have the the name recognition so people just weren't interested enough to to really make it work um what's the name of that wordpress plugin um, yes. it's called thrive themes and it is it is really great it's a it's a whole set of wordpress tools designed from the ground up for growing your email list so they have these they have WordPress themes. Like if you've ever struggled to get your opt-in forms into WordPress where you want them, like Thrive is amazing because it it comes with all like all the all the different types of opt-in widgets that you can possibly want, all built right in. You can build landing page with pages with it, like um like lead pages. Um, and it, it, I just really I'm really a big fan. I've used it to do a couple of sales pages and landing pages and. Yeah, it's it's great, but it just is not popular enough yet that people want are clamoring it. for it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Wow, that is, and thank you so much for telling us that you failed on that. I think those stories <laughs> are as important as the success stories because yeah. you have to have a whole bunch of those before you actually hit it. Exactly, big, I and I will. So. I will try again. So <laughs> yeah, don't fail. Okay, well. I really brought you on to talk about, uh, although all that stories were super interesting, I want to get to the talk to us. I want to ask you some questions about copywriting. Um, and, and like, so let's just start here. How, if I'm ready, if I have to sit down and I have to email my list, because I've made a goal, even though you're probably going to lecture us about this, I made a goal. I have to email my list once a week and I sit down to write. How do I, and, I, and I'm not inspired. How do I end writer's block? Josh, tell us. Well, I think uh, once a week is a great place to start. To me, that's actually the bare minimum. Uh, if you're doing less than that, people are going to forget you. So once a week, bare minimum. Daily is not for everyone. <laughs> but anyway, so on writers on the writer's block issue, one of the things like when I'm just not feeling, I'm not interested in writing, one of the, the best things that I can do is I keep a, I keep a, a file on my computer of all of the questions that I've gotten from people and readers, uh, you know, people email me questions once in a while. And every time I get one that looks interesting, I'll just copy and paste it into this file. And so, you know, about a third of my emails are like, you know, reader Jane says, copy and paste oh. together question. And then I answer the question. When you have a question to answer, 
you don't have a problem when somebody asks you a question, you don't have a problem giving your opinion on it. It's just, it's the, it's, you know, it's, it conquers that. Where do I start? And you've got a, you know, you have a very definite starting point. And that, that's a huge, that's a huge one that I use all the time. Um, I think that's really good. Yeah. Another, another useful technique that I use all the time is uh, I start, I'll just start telling a story and my readers absolutely love, 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 love when you do that. And, you know, it, are you, you making just, up these stories or are they real stories? No, they're or real mix. stories. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. like, yeah, I, I told it's I mean, it's crazy. It kind of depends on your niche. You're going to have to think about how to do this. But I told a story about my um, my five year old son and how he hates green beans. And you mm. wouldn't think that would work as a copywriting story, but it, it actually really I was able to bring it around and tie it in. And, you know, and, and people I got a lot of positive feedback. That's awesome. Plus, we get to know you and trust you, and then we will come to you with our money. So, that's awesome. Yep. Okay. So, you said once a week is the bare minimum. We should be emailing our list. What is your recommendation? This is a great question. This is one of the most common questions that I get. Everybody struggles with. So, once a week is bare minimum, um, like I said. I would suggest uh, setting up an autoresponder sequence so that when people come onto your list, they hear from you several times in the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. One of the one common mistake is I sign up. I've seen seen people do this. I, I sign up for their list and then I don't hear from them at all. Like not even a welcome email. Or if I get the welcome email, it's just like the default one from Mailchimp. And then you know, and then a week goes by, and then two weeks go by, and then boom, I get an email from them, and I have no freaking clue who they are. Right. And it's like this looks like something I would have signed up for but I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. And Or like why I was compelled to even give you my email address. Exactly. Like what, remind me. Yeah. Yes. So that first week or two is really super important. And so it's like an imprinting period. When a baby duck hatches, the first thing it sees, it, it thinks, okay, mommy. Um, and you <laughs> want your subscribers, you want to give your subscribers a chance to do that with you. So you want to hit them with several emails. And a great way to do that is to have uh, an email course. So somebody signs up for, you know, instead of giving them a PDF ebook or something, you, you give them an email course. And then that way they're expecting that you're going to be talking to them every day for the next week or two. Right. They're not going to be annoyed. Oh my gosh, this person is emailing me every single day. Stop right now. They're expecting yes. it. Yes. It's something they want. Yeah. Um, that was the best. Um, that was the best analogy I've heard on my podcast with the <laughs> with the baby duck. So thank you for that too. Um, so let's talk more about lead magnets since we went there. Is email courses you think the best type of lead magnet? The the free reports and stuff those don't seem to be getting so many opt ins anymore. What are your thoughts on effective yeah, lead magnets? It really depends on your market. I mean, some if you're in a, a really you know heavy duty B two B industrial type of market. A, a white paper still might be the way to go. Um, even if you're going to do a, a white paper or, or, or an ebook or something, I would still follow up with um, basically an email course that pulls out a lot of the most valuable stuff from whatever you sent them in that PDF and spoon feeds it back to them. Um, so yeah, white you know, white That's papers. Awesome. Yeah, there's still there's some you know they still have life, um, but. A lot of what a lot of people are doing these days is short, quick, like lead magnets that can be consumed very short in a very short amount of time. Um, you know, a short video, like w- with one tip, um, a short PDF, like a one-page cheat sheet, or uh, you know, one one-page tip, something that solves one very specific problem. And the nice thing about this is, like, 
it can be really challenging to come up with an, a good idea for a lead magnet. And when you keep them really small like this and they just solve one question or one problem, then you can actually make a whole bunch of them and just see which one does best. So you kind of free yourself from like having to sit down and puzzle out, you know, what, what does my audience really want to hear? And you can just kind of let them tell you. That's awesome. What is, what is the problem you're currently solving on your website? What's your lead magnet right now? Mine is currently an email, uh, an email marketing cheat sheet where I took about 10, 15. I actually surveyed my list, asked them like, what are your most common questions that you wonder about when it comes to email marketing? And then I just basically brain dumped <laughs> on on two uh, it's front and back of one sheet of paper, and it's it's pretty. There's a lot of text there, and there's so there's a lot of a lot of good tips packed into it, but it's very concise. That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the about your emails. You wrote a blog post: three formatting rules to get your emails read. I don't mean to catch you off guard, but can you give us some general guidelines on that? Yeah, uh, this is one thing that a lot of people, what happens is a lot of people sign up for MailChimp, especially, and they log in and they're like, okay. And they they start to work on their first email and then they see, oh my gosh, there are like 25 or 30 templates here. Which one do I use? And not actually, the, the correct answer is actually none of them. In most cases, for most people, actually making your emails look like a personal email will get you higher readership and people will be more bonded to you because the the really glitzy designed email templates, they look very corporate and they they don't have, you know, it, it's not something you wouldn't send your mom or, you know, or your sister an email in that kind of template. So um, true. Go ahead. Sorry. So it ends up looking like email, like the email equivalent of the junk mail that you get in your, you know, the glitzy flyers and stuff that you get in your mailbox. It just goes straight into the trash. And the the mail that everybody, nobody gets these days, but everybody would love to get is personal hand-addressed envelope with the stamp. And you're like, oh, this is from my cousin, you know, and, and it's a personal note and you rip it open. So you want to hear what they have to say. That's how you want your emails to look. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So if if you're doing this weekly email, hey, here's my past week blog posts of quick review, you would just recommend just kind of like writing that out sentence by sentence and not like embedding a video or embedding any images or anything. Like literally, I'm writing a note to my mom about my latest blog posts. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like images are not necessarily a no-no. They can actually help a lot with click rate, but you don't want to like, I, the key is is to keep it looking as personal as possible. I mean, you, I, I occasionally will drop a, a, a video or photograph into, or, you know, a graphic into a personal email to a friend. But that's kind of the, the, the overall theme is I, you want this to look like an email to a friend. That's true. I love that. Okay, so now that we've built our list, you've told us about wonderful irresistible offers, and we've built our list. Tell us how to unlock the hidden profits in our email list now. Well, this is really all about understanding who, who your audience is. And um, one of the most powerful tools that I, I've used actually is a, uh, a, a very simple survey. I have on my thank you page, whenever, whenever anyone signs up for my email list, they go to a thank you page. And the thank you page has an embedded survey. Just three really quick questions. And I say, answer these three questions. I will enter you in a drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. And I have gotten, I've gotten over 500 responses to this. And it is, it's absolute gold. I'm, 
I'm using it to come up with product ideas. Uh, I'm, I recently launched a coaching program on my site based entirely off of the data that I got from that. So if you want to create a product, really, you know, getting to that level of understanding who your audience is and who you're targeting is absolutely critical. How often do you draw for the $500 gift card? Uh, it's a it's a monthly thing. Wow. And so everybody who opts into your list, then they opt in and then they're a thank you page and then you put them to work asking these three questions and then they will be entered to win an Amazon gift card. That's really cool. Are you going to tell us what those three questions are or do we need to go see for ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, let me think about the questions. So the, the first question is basically some variation of what is what is the biggest, single biggest question or pain point you're struggling with right now? And then the next question is, what would it mean for you to solve that? And the third question is, how hard has it been for you to find an answer to that, qu- to wow. that question? You want to look how at the people who are say, who's saying, it's been really hard to find an answer to this because they are, everyone else is probably just not Googling well. Right. So how many people who opt in are actually answering your questions? You know, I haven't tracked that specifically, but it is... It's, it's a fair probably, amount. Yeah, it's, it's probably around 25%. That's pretty good. And like it goes back to the old sales lingo where if you can make them perform more actions, like things that you're asking them to do, then they become even closer to you. So here you are kind of guiding them and, and teaching them while asking them questions. So that's actually kind of tricky. I like it. Exactly. Yep. 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 Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, well, I think I've used all of your time today. So can you tell everybody how to find you, how to read your awesome blog posts and the best way to contact you, Josh? Sure. Yeah. A really home base for me is my website, joshuaearl.com. If you go there, you should see there's a, there will be several links to, to sign up for my, for my newsletter if you're interested in that. Uh, and then I have also have a contact me form. Um, if you're interested in Twitter, you can follow me at Josh underscore Earl. Wonderful. Thank you for being on the show, Josh. Thank you for having me. Well, that's it for this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am One Click Lindsay from trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.